This podcast is part of the Other Side Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Maker's Corner episode 5. My name is Yannick, I'm the French guy from Switzerland and joining me from the other side of the Atlantic is my friend and co-host Nate. Hello, how are you Nate? I am doing fantastic, all things considered. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a weird time. So uh, It is. So far, so far so good, I guess. So the way I'm going to look at it right now is I have running water, I have electricity, I have natural gas to keep my house warm. So, um, oh, I have food. In fact, I have a whole freezer full of meat. So sorry if you're, if you, if you don't like, you know, if you're vegetarian, I'm not, but I have a, mm-hmm. I have a, I've got a freezer full and, uh, and, and lots of stuff to smoke. If all things, you know, if I can't get out, then, then sure I won't have any produce for a while, but you know, that'll be okay. I think we're fine. And when you fine. say, when you say things to smoke, you mean on the barbecue? Uh, on the barbecue or on, I have a meat smoker. So I, I have oh. been, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother maker's corner topic <laughs> that we're going yeah. to talk about at some point in time, because this is where, Absolutely. where, you know, the culinary arts and being a maker kind of like smash themselves together in, in, a, in a gloriously tasty, tasty way. So I yeah. To this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to put some more yeah. stuff together before I'm ready for that. How are things for you over there? And uh, well, in- pretty much the same. Uh, you know, I have uh, water and electricity. I can uh, heat the house, and uh, myself and my daughter are uh, in good health. So the way I look at things is that uh, we will uh, we manage to get through this uh, with the, uh, the 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 safety measures that are in place, and uh, it's uh, it's a uh, of time to to go through but uh, so far so good as i said so we we can't really uh do any uh, any projection to how long it will it will last but um hopefully uh, this is not going to be uh too much of a problem at least right now it it's an it's certainly an interesting time and like stepping back like from a uh um like a let's say an observer's point of view it you know it's this is an interesting time to see how how people can either come apart or or pull together it's, it's it, like how different different people will do will behave differently you know based on on the stress plate that that life brings yeah. so as far as I me think, and my I little think... town goes it's it's really been pretty quiet here and people have been i don't know pretty upbeat so uh you know i did find toilet paper so that's i think why Good. i'm upbeat <laughs> I've only got about a week's yeah. worth right now, so that could be a problem. Yeah, but uh, hopefully by next week it's going to be a little better. Um, yeah, as I mentioned probably earlier, I live in a in in the uh, a, a part of uh, of the of country where there's uh, probably more animal uh, farm animals than humans. So um, yeah, it's been pretty quiet around here. Um, no, no problem uh, so far. Are, but uh, are, what kind of animals? Everyone is uh, cows mainly. Okay. Are you? Do, are they maintaining their social distances between one another too? I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea I've, what. I've uh, been talking uh, to them. Social... <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> okay. I haven't. If you did, uh, that'd be kind of concerning. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I was saying yeah, it's a small, a small uh, uh, village, but still people are, are uh, maintaining uh, social distance and uh, observing uh, everything that uh, needs to be observed to try and get rid of this, uh, of this thing. So, well, we're not doing a medical podcast anyway, so we're not going to talk about that no, too much. Not. It's, it's, no, thankfully not. That's over my head. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Although because of, of this thing, uh, I had to uh, work from home. But of course, this is a, a change in uh, organization. I had to uh, prepare stuff uh, for on, on my machine so it was safe to connect to the office, etc., etc. So I didn't really have time to to do um, uh, practical stuff uh, like uh, you know soldering uh, resistors and uh, blinking LEDs. <laughs> Um, which are fun so yeah yeah they <laughs> are but uh, I didn't have time to do that uh, although I I'm, I did um, discovered that you can actually script GIMP uh, so uh, anybody everybody knows uh, what I have I, I have a feeling everybody knows what GIMP is it's a, a, an image editor a kind of like Photoshop um, but even even if I like open source and uh, I would use an open source tool if it uh, instead of a proprietary one if it does the same thing gimp is not not there at the uh, the same level as uh, photoshop is but you can do a lot with gimp and it's an absolutely awesome tool and now that i have discovered that you can script it it's even how do you say that awesomer <laughs> more awesome yes uh, awesomer or awesomer. or splendiferous or Splen- oh yes i like this one that whatever that that all that all works yeah <laughs> so wh- why first of all why why did i looked for uh, a way to script gimp well with this podcast maker's corner and another podcast that i uh am a, a host of which is called tea Hot, uh, uh to in which you you've been featured uh, Nate, uh, uh twice yes, already and and I've I've enjoyed being part of that very much. I I, I think it's like an it's hour ish of of just yeah hour ish when yeah. we <laughs> yeah when, when we do a short of, show uh, of peak geek enjoyment. I I really enjoy that a lot. And 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 it's it's nice because you don't take you know it's uh not not to advertise another podcast, but but you can you, you kind of can, can poke fun at at what you love a little bit, you know yeah yeah you know, and so yeah. it's 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 very enjoyable to me. Uh, yeah, so for those two podcasts, every week I produce uh, three images. So there's the uh, the one that goes on the feed, uh, which we call the iTunes image, but which really is the, uh, the image that goes on the feed for every podcatcher uh, to display. Uh, there's uh, So this one is, is a square uh, 1600 by 1600 pixel image. I've got the same image that is uh, 600 by 600 that is used to embed in the audio files. So in the uh, MP3, FLAC, and OG, I think we have on archive.org. Uh, probably most most people uh, have the MP3 on their... Uh, well, not most. Oh, everyone has the MP3 uh, file on their podcatcher because that's the only one that's in the feed. But we have uh, we archive everything in, in uh, FLAC and OG also. Um... And so this one is 600 by 600 uh, square. And we also have the, you know, this, this rectangular image that you see in social media. So when I post on, on Twitter, on Telegram, yes. on Facebook, etc. So this, this one is also 
uh, an image that is uh, 800 by 450, something like that. And up until this week, I, well, first I started doing that manually uh, in GIMP. And then it quickly became very uh, boring to do that by hand with GIMP. So I decided that uh, there must be a, a better way to do that. And then, and then I, that's when I discovered that you can script GIMP using Python. So and this is uh, the first I heard of such a thing. Like I did not know you could do any scripting, and and I mean maybe I should have looked into it, I guess. But I didn't know you could do any scripting, like you know, at all. And then, and uh, and I was really when you told me just a little bit about this, I was just I was excited. I'm like, really, you can do these things? Please tell me more. And then you said, I'm going to make a video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the way these things works, it's it's really. Uh, I knew that there was something called script foo in in. Um, GIMP, which is um, it's a, a language that's kind of like Lisp, but is not exactly Lisp. I don't remember exactly the name. And I, I tried to do things with that, but uh, it was not really clear uh, to me. Maybe my 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 brain was you know just uh, uh, tired, or uh, I don't know. I, but then I discovered that you can do that in Python. So the way you do that, you don't you don't really make a standalone Python script that some some you know somehow calls uh, gimp what you do is you write a python script um then you tell uh you use a function to register your python script and then you put that in the plugins uh, directory uh that uh, gimp gimp uses and you can tell okay uh, here's the menu where i want this function to appear so now I have, in, if I go in, in my uh, GIMP instance file, create, I have a new entry that is uh, called uh, create makers corners uh, images. And then to write this Python script, you can, of course, search the internet, but there's uh, an easier way. Uh, there's a, a function explorer, I think they call that in, in GIMP. Um, when you click that, you type, for example, you want to open uh, an image, so you tap open, and it lists all the available functions with the uh, uh, arguments, and uh, there's the the documentation. So it's really uh, well. It took me about fifteen minutes to you know uh, kind of uh, figure out how, how you do that, but uh, basically you open an image from the disk. So what I have is a an, a native uh, GIMP uh, file, an XCF, I think. Uh, and then you open, if you want to show it on the screen, you open uh, what they call the display, and that will uh, show the the image on the screen. And from there, well, if you know what function you need in the menus, well, search that function in the uh, function browser, you are given a list of uh, Python functions that correspond to that, and then you can easily figure out um, what the parameters are. So what I did is that I opened an image, look for a specific layer um, obviously that's the text layers because uh, everything else is already uh, is already there uh, the colors the, the graphics etc uh, so yeah look for the text layer change the text there's a function in uh, in gimp that uh, gives you the uh, width and height of a layer so once the text is changed you can know what uh, size it takes you can align that uh, accordingly so if you want to center the your your text layer 
you just uh, get the, the the width of the image and uh, you know subtract the width of your uh, of your text and divide that by two. Um, yeah, and um, it does once once your script is the is developed, it does now. My three images are made in. Uh, I'm going to say less than two seconds. It takes to open the images, change the text, resize, save, and um, it's all done. And uh, so, how much uh, would you say, time-wise, that saves you per episode? Uh, maybe five, ten minutes each time. You know, you know, you have to get open the open, uh, run GIMP, open the image, so. Uh, file open. Of course, since last week or last episode, I have opened other files, so it's not the the right directory. So I have to go to the correct directory, open the image, uh, click on the text layer, uh, edit the the text, realign the the the, the text layer because GIMP has this uh, weird habit to fix the uh, text layer at in a certain position. So if your new text is longer or shorter. And you want it centered on the uh, on the image, then it's no longer centered. So you now have to align the the, right, the text yeah. layer again. <laughs> um, save that, resize that for the um, you know change the the the, the sixteen hundred uh, by sixteen hundred to six hundred by six hundred, and save that again with the correct name, not making any mistakes. So what I did here is that I, when I run the command, it asks me for the episode number. And the episode title, and that's all. That's it. It, it does everything else. So it, uh, it adds the the zeros where it needs to for the the file name. It centers the the layers. Um, for Maker's Corner, we I have a tendency to have long uh, show titles. So what it does, it it writes the show title on one line, and if this line is is too big because I have a, a logo, some um, uh, uh, yeah, some some graphics. On the left, if it's too big, then it, it looks for a comma, um, cuts the text in two, aligns everything, aligns everything. It's it's a real time server. Even if it's only five or ten minutes per episode, it's it's every week. So, and it's it's not really the 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 time that is saved. It's just that it's a boring task and boring tasks at what computers are good at. Right, and that's that's I think the beauty of it is it just it eliminated just the the tediousness or something you just. The uh, another obstacle for getting something done, and that I yeah. think that's really awesome. Yeah, that you're able to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I yeah that was that was quite the educational uh, bit for me because I had no idea you could do such things in in GIMP, and and now you've just made GIMP how many more times useful? Yeah, just by just by adding that that feature. Now, how did you like what? How did you discover this capability? I mean, so you knew there was you knew there was scripting, but how did you discover this yes. particular thing? And how and how are you able to actually? I, I know you have it in a video, but uh, how are you able to like pull that together? Like, what's what's the what's the backstory on that? Okay, so I knew, as I said, I knew there was uh, the, the, this script uh, language that uh, looks like Lisp. Uh, so I looked on the internet how to do that, and I found some examples, but uh, I didn't really understand. Um, the syntax of this language. And so, as usual, I clicked and clicked and clicked and, and, and found some other links. And then, on I think on Stack Overflow, probably, uh, someone said, oh, but you know, you can do that in Python. And then I my eyes got big like that. I said, what? 
I know Python. I can, I, I, I would rather do that in Python. So then when you know that, then you, you know, you, you, you Google, um, game script Python and then you start, um, uh, getting some examples. I have to say that, uh, most of the examples don't really tell you how to use your, your function, uh, your, your, your script. So they tell you, okay, you can do, you can open an image using this function or you, you can, you know, transform a layer using this function. But then, uh, I think in one or uh, one, one post, uh, maybe, uh, you know, like, like it's often the case, the, the, the seventh, uh, reply to, uh, one question, uh, that didn't have anything to do with, uh, what I was looking for. Uh, I found an example of someone say, Oh, you can do this, uh, you know, to add, uh, an entry in your, uh, in your GIMP menu. And then getting all those pieces together, I now, uh, and now uh, have uh, this uh, this awesome script that um, you know helps me uh, publish uh, episodes of uh, Maker Corners uh, Maker's Corner uh, faster. And, and that's really I, awesome. I, yeah, and I, I I really like when you know I, I'm a bit of a freak, but I I like when uh, when everything I do every week is uh, named uh, exactly the same as Maker's Corner uh, with underscores and. and uh, Episode number on three characters with zeros at the beginning and then underscore iTunes for the iTunes image and uh, underscore feature for the featuring image because uh, I just like when things are square, you know. <laughs> and uh, so now I don't even have to remember um, my naming scheme. The computer does that for me. Right. Right. You've, you've just gotten one step lazier and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's someone. That's yes. a beautiful thing. Someone asked me, uh, but. Uh, because I was saying I'm I'm a lazy person, so I I looked into a scripting GIMP, and they told me, but if you're a lazy person, why did you spend half a day looking for a script? And I said, but because now I'm even lazier. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I think I think lazy people are the best uh, uh, the best people to look for solutions, and so spend time spend more time than they would probably uh, doing doing that thing. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, I spent, yeah, maybe half a day. So that's, uh, four or five hours. So if you, if you say, okay, you've saved 10 minutes a day and you spend five hours. So I have like 30 episodes. Uh, I could have done 30 episodes. Some people will, might even say that, uh, 30 episodes is, might, you know, we might not even make 30 episodes in total, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Well, Sort of, kind of. And then you have to look at it another way, too. So you're going to spend that half a day learning something, right? Yes. And so now this, this something learned actually has a payoff, yeah. which is making other things more enjoyable. And if you have a higher level of enjoyment in doing other things, now you've won on many fronts. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Yes. Did I spend a lot of extra time, whatever? Sure. But now, now the foundation is set for, for new, new things to emerge. Yes, and uh, as a good example of that is after spending half a day writing the script uh, for Maker's Corner, I spent five minutes making the same script for T. Hulgre Hot. So there you go. Nice. Nice. So now you actually, if it's, then you've actually compounded your return on investment. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and, and Dave, my, my co-host on T. Hulgre Hot, uh, is interested um, by this uh, script because he's got uh, 
fabulous music podcast uh, named The Buckcast every Friday night, 9.30pm UK time at thebuckcast.org slash live. Uh, another member of the Other Side Podcast Network. There, you see, see how I uh, what I did there? Yes, yes. Plugged another nice. episode, another I, another podcast, and I, I think that. he had some interest in uh, sharing some of his recent insights on this podcast as well. So him as a guest yeah. would be pretty cool. Yes, I think having Dave here. This this is going. I, know, to I like how he talks too, <laughs> <laughs> because he's British. Yes. Yeah, so this is going to happen. Uh, one day we're going to have Dave as a as a guest on this show, and. Uh, He's got many interesting things to to tell us. So yeah. So uh, to conclude um, the, the, this part, I'm going to record a video um, showing how I did uh, this um, this script. It's uh, it, I was gonna say it's really not complicated. The the the, the most difficult part was to actually. Um, figure out how to put all those bits and pieces together. So I'm going to do a video with all that. So hopefully this is going to be useful to to someone and this is going to be uh, uh, everything in one place. So look for the, the video. I might have time to do the video and publish it before I release this episode of Maker's Corner. So I will add that in the show notes. And uh, if I don't have time to publish my video, I will update uh, the show notes once, uh, once it's, uh, the video is published. Well, speaking of bits and pieces, uh, yes. I'm going to recircle on on what I've been working on, which is really not very makers makery makery corner ish, I would say, but it's um it's Legos. Well, uh, it's now I will I will say Legos actually in the um in the mechanical design feel like where where I and, and where I work we actually have Legos around the building because if you want to rapid prototype something you do it very quickly in Lego first to demonstrate it to sh to illustrate it and then you can actually then go on with the design so it's a three D way of making a concept yeah so um so yeah I uh, m with this you know things in life that are causing us to stay a little more home. The Legos have emerged as the toy of choice in the house, which sometimes I like to say, hey, can you just play some video games? Because they're much easier to clean up than these Legos. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's not you. what a good parent would say. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I've been encouraging creativity and, and whatever else. And what's been fun is, um, so there's, uh, there's an old theme from the late 80s that, that Lego created called Blacktron. And um, it was for like 1987 through 89. Uh, it was at the first generation. And it's mm -hmm. a specific color scheme. and has like this modularity in the space, the space set, I should say. It's a space set. And so I have a lot of this stuff. And then I've built it with the kids. And I found some online for cheap. And so I built those. And, and anyway, so we have all these things that are on a, a special Lego table that I built. So I did make that there. But what's been fun is... Um, taking it to the next level and turning it into more of an education opportunity. And I don't get to do this all the time because it's just not the time for it, but there's this application and it's, I think on all platforms, I think, but I know it's on Linux and so that's important called uh. LeoCAD. They have an app image you can download. It's really easy. It's got everything all bundled in there. So you can act, you can do, there's no, no faffing about, uh, if, for OpenSUSE, which I do run the one that's, um, built for OpenSUSE directly, you do have to install the, um, uh, the parts basically pack and it's it's kind of goofy how they do that but you know because distribution reasons they can't yeah. include it so the app image is the easier way so app just download the app image um so i i, I run this uh the, I, this application it's 
the the neat thing about it is you know as a because i'm a, you know by trade i'm a mechanical designer i'm not a cool computer guy like you <laughs> i uh i i do a lot of like design work i do you know it's that's what i do it's, it's how i make my money um and i do a lot of like either new product design or or fixture design or something like that um you know hinges and so forth that are you know, have complex movements and blah stuff like that but anyway so there's times like you know i like cad but sometimes it's like i can't necessarily always make these things or it's you know it's you know they're they're you don't always want to be practical, I guess is what I'm saying. So sometimes it's fun just to do, like, build these ideas in, in Lego. So for an example, um, this was last fall with the kids here. Uh, I, I built, they, we were watching Star Wars. And, and they had, like, you know, there's, you know they have, like, a, um, how do you, it's one of the, clo- the Clone Wars, one of the Clone Wars, the, the cartoon, yeah. the Clone Wars cartoons. Yeah. That, that's what it is. Sam, mm-hmm. Sound like an old man because I can't remember what it is I was watching. <laughs> the computer animated one. And um, and so they, they they jump out of this uh, troop carrier carrier thing, right? And yeah. when they did that, um, you know, it was just it was kind of neat. And so there was we started. I started with with Legos. We're playing with Legos while it's on. And so I started like kind of putting together like an idea of how we could do something like that with these Legos to fit this Blacktron. This is why I'm coming back here. This Blacktron space theme. Mm-hmm. And so I took that um, that and so I like built like a prototype out of Legos. You know, there we go back to prototyping. Yeah. And. And so then we determined that we didn't have certain parts or the right colors or whatever. And so I went on to BrickLink. I got the parts. Well, no, let me back up here. So I use it and I, I built it in CAD, in LeoCAD. And so yeah. you have all the parts there, whatever color you want and so forth. So it has the part numbers. You can create like a bill of material out of it as well. They call it a parts list, but bill of material. And then you can actually export that as a CSV and see, wait, conversation like CSV. Did I say it right? I might have yeah. said that wrong. Yeah, anyway, yeah. comma separated value sheet. They can open up an Excel, like an, an, an Excel or in, uh, I said Excel, huh? in, in Libre Calc. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then you can, you know, you have your list right there of whatever you want. And so you can go through and, uh, you know, adjust your numbers or whatever. And you can even actually, there's a way that you can uh, link it up into BrickLink somehow. You can actually uh, export it and, and then you can actually build like a, a wanted list. I'm, I'm not that fancy. Um, I didn't look into that part, but it's very capable. So I can take that, and then I, I started ordering parts. And so then I, I after I built this thing in LeoCAD, and what's neat is I could show my kids there's you know uh, the concepts of a master assembly and sub assemblies and, and how the whole assembly process works. Uh, obviously, it's Lego, so it's not you know it's not like physics wise, it's not you know as good as like Fusion 360 or Creo or any of those other like, yeah. real packages. There's no physics in it, and you have to like set the hinge points, otherwise things kind of go goofy. But I could then demonstrate all those those different little functions, the, the concepts, I should say, in a way they could understand and they could yeah. actually play with themselves. And so now the latest thing that we did, what? Oh, okay, let me back up here. I'm, I'm I keep jumping ahead here because I'm I'm I've got some sort of attention issue. Um, I'm boring myself. <laughs> so uh, so I we I took the parts list and then I ordered the parts I needed and then we built the thing like it was in the CAD and guess what? It, it broke. Worked. Oh it, no! <laughs> it didn't work well, so like it wasn't playable. The kids like it just crumbled and very quickly with the kid, you know, the kids. So then I went to the next level and said, which is something we do where I work, you know, when something breaks, we do a failure modes and effects analysis on why it failed. And so, why did this model fail? Why is it that it just crumbled apart? And and so I had the kids go. We went through this process. Obviously, it's not like the nine step procedure of failure modes and effects analysis, but the um, we went. 
went through just you know you know very you know a very cursory level, very very surface level of what what actually causes this thing to fail, and so you determine how many studs of you know of um, interface whatever was not enough in these different locations. So we re- we modified the design together, and uh, you know had the, they're hunting for the pieces, they're putting it together, and it's breaking in their hands, they're getting mad, and so it's a good time, and uh, <laughs> then we take it and and uh, so we get it we get it put together, and then um, and now it, it actually it's, it's it fix it works. So then just nice. like I would at my place of em- employment, I I took those design I took the changes to the physical model and I incorporated it into the CAD and I showed the differences in the CAD. And so that we could actually, that's how we could document our Lego models now. So now my, my oldest, he built something else kind of along the same lines that he now wants to document in LeoCAD. And then, and so he can then change it and improve it. And we can actually document the changes. And I don't that's know why so a kid cool. enjoys that, but it's really neat, a really neat educational tool. If someone's to go into the mechanical engineering field, you can do that in Legos that's to some so extent. Cool. Yeah. And I've actually published a couple of things on Rebrickable. Okay. So I will, um, of the thing of actual, and we make, we've made like stories behind it too, because I'm such a nerd. Um, <laughs> but so a couple of things I published on, on, uh, on Bricklink, and not Bricklink, on, on uh, Rebrickable, that of some different designs that we made. And uh, the ones that I can think of offhand are um, a, re, a recolored ATST walker from Star Wars. Uh, to be in in uh this blacktron theme and then this kind of thing with a magnetic crane um and then another uh, another ship so uh there, there's some others i could do too but so I'll, I'll send those links and um yes you know to this to this day and to include today these things were heavily played with and broken and put back together and broken again and one was thrown so that was fun oh it's so, back together yeah, again yeah so this uh <laughs> this leocad you said um uh, Completely open source. Uh, it's absolutely open source. In fact, I, I follow it on GitHub. That you can, you can. I got their. Um, I've subscribed to the mailing list so I can kind of track the changes and, mm-hmm. and everything else. But yeah, it's actively being developed. They they blow up my inbox every day. So, and it's, you uh, said that uh, you need to download the parts from somewhere else. Or if you get the app image, it's not a problem. Okay. I I have I have documented if you if you want to do it like through your package managing system i don't know how like ubuntu or the others or, or arch if they have it if they have it done differently but i know with OpenSUSE they did not have the parts in there and um and so i i have i recorded the steps and instructions and i can give you a link to that as well oh, yeah yeah of how i did nice. that yeah so um but yeah so it's fun i really enjoy it it's it's one of those things like it's a kind of a i don't want to say it's a mindless activity but it's one of those like fun activities you can do with your kids you yeah, know, yeah. teaching them a lot of the, the product design steps and then have them build and break and rebuild and, and so forth. And it's, it's, you know, it's not quite at maker's corner. I'm not making anything new. I'm using somebody else's parts, but it's, uh, it's, it's certainly, it's a, it's kind of like a, um, it's, it's pre-steps to, you know, these higher, higher level when you actually do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't agree with you. It is, it is, uh, uh, maker's corner material because uh, you're actually using your brain to build something. So um, a it, toy, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> a toy, but it's still building. I mean, when yeah. you, uh, especially when you're using uh, LeoCAD, that you, you you're using a software to uh, to conceptualize something and then you build it. I mean, it's not not very different from using Fusion three hundred and sixty to design a part that then you 3D print. 
it's it's the same thing. It's true. You, you design something in the software because you have an idea, you want to try, you want to put the, the, the bricks uh, together, see how it fits, see which one you need. And then instead of sending that to a 3D printer, you're sending that to your uh, bricks uh, stock and then you, you get the bricks and right. build the thing. It's a... Uh, I don't see any uh, real difference from 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 using uh, a CAD software and and printing that with PLA or uh, resin or anything else. I, I would be lying to you if I haven't told you that I have 3D printed some of the items I have needed. <laughs> I, I, you know, I uh, I wouldn't uh, think uh, uh, otherwise. Uh, actually, Lego bricks are things that I probably uh, tried and and. I printed uh, in the first week I had my uh, my 3D printer, so I absolutely understand. Because when you I, just I was... when when there's okay. a, just one brick missing, there's no no reason to you know spend uh, money on on that plus uh, shipping plus waiting for the brick to arrive when you only need one. Oh. And when you're extremely impatient, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the um. I did notice though that uh, some of the interface, like the three D printer, is not quite as yeah precise. Yeah. So I've had to kind of sand it, and I actually I did damage some of the bricks. I think maybe a PLA is too hard. Yeah, uh, and maybe ABS would be better. I mean, there's ABS, I guess. Legos are so Legos are uh, yeah. Um, how do you call that? Uh, uh, injected. Uh, they are, yeah. yep. The injected uh, ABS, probably, yeah. And this is the, kind the, of a, an aside, but if you notice a, a Lego, uh, one, the precision on a Lego is super, super high, like yeah. super high. And also, any other plastic and mold-injected part that you buy, like for a kid's toy, there's draft. If you know what I'm doing by draft, like there's, mm-hmm. there's angles. It's, never, it's not really square. It's There's there angles to it. And I, I only like recently came up upon this realization that the uh, the Lego there is no draft in it at all. They yeah. have that thing timed just right so that when it cools, it pulls away from the mold just enough they can pop that thing out, and it's so highly polished that they don't have yeah. marks on it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is amazing engineering right there. So, yeah, that, there's a reason yeah. why they're more expensive than the others. Uh, there, that's uh, that's when you try and and print ones that you realize that uh, they are very uh, high quality. Yes, but as you said, uh, when you need one piece uh, uh, quickly, then uh, it's it's worth uh, trying to print it, and then you can yeah, order uh, order it and and wait for the the right one to arrive a uh, uh, few weeks later. It's all part of the prototyping process, really. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Oh, so that's uh, that that sounds nice. Um, does the Leocad need? Uh, a uh, powerful machine to run uh, or uh, oh no it'll no. run on it doesn't require much horsepower at all okay. now, if you want to do rendering it does have the ability to like render whatever models you want that takes some horsepower okay but the um but and don't do it don't do it on a laptop when you're on battery either bad idea uh, that'll, <laughs> that'll that'll suck your battery dry pretty darn quick okay but um yeah no it doesn't it doesn't require i mean it's it's actually it's very smooth. It, it's it's actually a really nice application. It's very well done, and I, you know, I'm I'm quite impressed by it. I'm gonna have to try that and just uh, just to see uh, how it works and uh, what it can do. Although I'm 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 not a, a designer nor an, an artist, so 
I probably end up uh, building like a, a huge tower with uh, a few windows. <laughs> or a... Well, I'm kind of a hack myself. So I, I kind of look at somebody else's design and say, hmm, what do I like about it? What I don't like about it? And I kind of modify it to make it my own. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of a, I would call myself a hack. Yeah, that, that's what I do with my 3D, uh, 3D printing stuff. I look on, online or in real life, you know, in a, in a shop or something. And I say, hmm, I, I like this design. Uh, let's see how I can uh, reproduce that. All right, uh, talking about 3D printing stuff, um, let's go to the uh, Thingiverse thing of the episode. So for this episode, um, I went back to something that um, the aforementioned Dave from uh, uh, the podcast and TL Rehot um, showed me one day. And it's a, a cute little uh, squarey cat. <laughs> Uh, it's called yes. the Cali Cat, the calibration cat. The idea is that uh, those the, the, this really cute little cat is um, is to be printed on, on your printer, and then you can measure the um, the uh, the sizes, and so you can calibrate your uh, your stepper motors so that you are uh, perfectly uh, you know uh, per- you, you you get the, the perfect dimensions. And the thing with that this, is uh, great. With this, yeah. <laughs> the thing with those cats is that if you get the uh, the, the the basic model and then you um, print it half size, then you can fit the the small cat on top of the big one, and that's just yeah. that's so awesome. This is way cuter than the calibration cubes. Absolutely, yes, yes. And then when you're done printing it, you can just give it to your daughter. Well, exactly. It's win, win, win. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I did. That's what I did. I printed, uh, I think, one big one and one small one. And I showed that to my daughter. And the first thing she said, she said, oh, that's the, the mom and that's the, the baby. And uh, can you print one in pink? Yes, of course, I can print one in pink. Oh, print a, a small <laughs> one in pink. It's going to be the, the sister. And can you print one in blue yes i can print one print one in blue it's going to be the, the father okay so i have now like a, a huge family of of cats of calibration cats yeah yeah so the the, the kelly cat uh is is uh, a nice tool to calibrate your printer and a nice gift uh to your to your kids and uh, or, or you can you know uh offer them as gifts it's also cute so I, I noticed the, the nose, the nose that sticks out on it. Is, uh, that, yeah. is that the test to see if you, the overhangs yes. also? Yeah. Okay. And the and tail the, too. the whiskers. Yeah. Yeah. The tail. I figured it you know, was to make yeah. sure that that was good. But the um, the nose I thought was in it's the cute. eyes. That, that's neat. That's neat. Yeah. And and you also probably it, see how much sag you might have too in those whiskers. <laughs> even though, if you, even if you don't, uh, you know. You don't have uh, to calibrate your printer because it's super, super calibrated, super precise. Try the Kelly Cat; it's really cute. Print one. You know, put, if you need a, take when take one to like, the you office. Know, purging your your head to the you know the print head. You know, yep. put a new color no. in. You just want to make sure it looks good. You know, want to test a new material. I, I could see that as well. Yeah, it's really cute. All right. Um, well, I guess uh, we've reached the. Uh, Almost the end of this uh, episode, unless you have uh, something else to add for this fortnight, Nate? No, I don't. Other than, you know, don't touch your face and, face yeah. and wash your hands, right? 
Yeah. Huh. And then wash, so, your key- wash your keyboard. You know, yes. Lysol your keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't share your keyboard. Don't share your mouse uh, with uh, strangers. Uh, and uh, yeah. So thank you for everyone who downloaded our previous episodes. We really appreciate that you take a little bit of your precious time uh, to listen to us. Um, you can get in contact with us by sending an email at feedback at makerscorners.tech or by following us on Twitter. We are at makerscornerspod uh, on, on Twitter. And a very special thanks to Dave Morris from Hacker Public Radio who sent us uh, an email uh, last week. Uh, it really means a lot uh, to us when we receive uh, nice uh, comments like uh, the one Dave sent us. So thanks, uh, Dave. Uh, we really, really uh, appreciate that you send us feedback. If you want to chat with us in a more lively fashion between episodes, you can join our Telegram group at t.me slash makerscornerpod. Unless otherwise stated, this podcast is released under a Creative Commons by attribution share like license. And of course, uh, this podcast is part of the Other Side Podcast Network, uh, as I mentioned earlier. And you can find more about our shows at otherside.network. And that uh, brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, Nate, uh, for joining me uh, tonight. It's always fun. I like it. We good will times. be, yeah, yeah, good times. I mean, Let's face it, it's not really the, the, the happiest time uh, ever uh, in the world uh, right now. No, so, probably not. No, so I like that we still have those, uh, you know, those uh, spots of, uh, of distant contact uh, and we kind of keep... Uh, we, we, we're keeping that social distance, you and I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think we don't have anything to, to, you, know, uh, you, know, you know, to worry about. <laughs> I, I came upon this realization this morning. I'm like, you know, how has my social life changed? Oh, golly, actually hasn't changed too much at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I, what to say about that. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That's um, all right. Yeah. Uh, That's why yeah, us so, geeks will outlast all the normies. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, uh, remember to wash your hands, limit your social contacts, and listen to the many shows of the Other Side Podcast Network. <laughs> Take care of yourselves, everybody. Ciao, ciao. See you.